Good morning, bloggers. It's 9.30 on Monday, the 18th of May, 2020. And today's show is brought to you by the words heron, kingfisher, otter, dandelion, and the fabulous Robert McFarlane. Yo, yo, what up? This is Lunch Money Lewis. Hey, I'm John Newman. Hey, what's up? This is Fergie Ferg. Woo! Keep this frequency clear. A children's radio blogging show broadcast into homes and schools across the world. Join Pi Corbett, Russell Prue, Ian Rocky, and David Mitchell live each weekday at 9.30 a.m. Online radio live blogging. This is radioblogging.net. Oh, yes, it is. Good morning, bloggers. Thank you so much for joining us. Welcome to Monday Madness. Absolutely fantastic. It's Lost Worlds, Lost Words Monday. It's show 38, week nine. Oh, my goodness. Uh, and thank you so much for listening. It's really good. Get in contact with us. We're on email at uh, on at Gmail. So it's radioblogging at gmail.com. It's a new studio and all the things aren't in the right place, but I'll move those. Uh, radioblogging at gmail.com. We are on Twitter at radio blogging if you'd like to tweet us we'd love to hear from you and we've got a text service text us now on 07624 for a mention and let's say hello to the team they are warmed up and ready to go the good professor ian rocky is with us from his studio in uh where are you today sir you could be at school or at home where are you i'm i'm actually at home i'm in school next week but i'm at home today good morning russell good morning listeners great to be back for another week of radio blogging thoroughly enjoyed yesterday's show we did play some great music didn't we yesterday yes and some of it accidentally as well it's just the magic of live radio it's anything can happen we lock around do join us we're back with you on friday at 2 15 as well the fabulous deputy mitchell how are you sir good morning everybody yes i'm fine thank you all um all uh, wired up ready for an exciting week got some great people great guests this week haven't we it's gonna be superb tickety-boo tickety-boo always good to hear now the fabulous pie court has been out interviewing and i'm so excited to share this interview mm-hmm. a bit later on in the show he has been doing doggy interviews it's time to meet pie start the day with a slice of pie this is radioblogging.net doggy interviews what happened there what were you doing well um because there's been a, a a sort of slight easing and you can go and visit a family member as long as you stand two meters uh, apart i thought i ought to go and check out on the aged aunt and actually see uh, how she was uh, and took some supplies along of course with us and um i decided while i was there that probably the best thing to do would be to see if I could get crispy and crunchy to give us um, a, a bit of a shout out, have a bit of, you know, tell, tell the audience how they are feeling. Hello, crispy. Hello, crunchy. Oh, nice to see you both. Yes. Oh, Barbara Woodhouse would be proud of you. Well, it was very funny because, of course, they, they have no sense of social distancing, Russell. This is the issue. It's a bit like small children, but I shouldn't get into that. They were all absolutely all over me. Uh, the little one came first. You could hear that. And then the deeper bark at the end was the larger one with the, swike, the slightly manic eyes uh, that I'm a little bit afraid of. <laughs> the little one's all right. It's an ankle biter. It can't do much damage. But that larger one, wow. Wow. <laughs> 
Oh, my goodness. But it was lovely to see them. And the aged aunt was full of beaming smiles. So it really was uh, something special, lovely to go and do. And as you know, I'm really keen that we keep in touch with our uh, our older folk and people who are on their own. I think that's a really, really positive, good thing to do. We've got lovely sunshine here today. I am absolutely ready to rock and roll. Shall we crack on and get into a few games? Creative Games. Play and try with Ian and Pie. Now, for those of you who've not joined us before, and I know that there's been a lot of interest over the weekend, because, of course, today we are featuring the wonderful Robert McFarlane, who's written many books for adults in celebration of our countryside, our world. And today we're looking at The Lost Words, one of the most beautiful books that's possibly ever been produced uh, for children. Beautifully illustrated by the wonderful Jackie Morris and uh, these finely crafted poems and it all arose from somebody uh, noticing that the Oxford, I think it was the Oxford English Junior Dictionary, over the years certain words had dropped out and if I read some of them to you Russell you'll know why people uh, like Robert um, and Jackie and many others were a bit concerned so words that have dropped out words like adder allotment bluebell blackberry conquer fern heron ivy lark Newt, parsnip, poppy, pelican, rhubarb, violet, willow, and wren. Sorry, I was reading that for my notebook, and some of the words I can't read um, because I've got dreadful handwriting. Starling was one of them. This sort of thing. It's really quite important, this, because if you don't know what something is, then it's a nothingness. It's just a weed at the side of the road. If you know what it is and you've looked at it and you've cherished it and you understand it, you're more likely to feel something about it, to keep it, preserve it, to know that it's important. And the disappearing of the words from a dictionary, I think, for a lot of people starting to think, well, we're going to lose some of those things if we don't actually know what they are. Because I've been in lockdown, I spent a lot of time looking out of the window. I know there are two robins living in the garden. They have their own territories. I can show you the bushes that they live in and, and the sort of dividing line of their territories. I know the blackbird that gets up every morning and sings. And because I know what they are, I cherish them. I love them. I know that the daisy, when it starts to get dark, the daisy petals actually close and the little bit in the middle, like a sun, it clo- it's closed in by the white petals. So this is what today's show is all about in celebration of our countryside. Um, and we're going to start off with a game, a word race. Ian, are you ready for the word race? I'll say a word and we'll see how many words or ideas or thoughts. It can come as a single word, Ian, or as a little phrase or as an image, but how much we can get out um, bouncing it backwards and forwards. So let's start with, you ready for us? Tree. Uh, bark. I'm tempted to say dog because I've just been with them, but I won't. I'll stick to it. Branch. Leaf. Twig. Trunk. Buds. Sway. Dark green. Rough. Leaf veins. Old. Elephant skin. Green. Thick roots. Rustling. <laughs> Whisper. Brown. Creaks in the wind. Silhouette against the sky. Willows and oaks. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> gotcha. 
Uh, oh dear and of course it's hard to write about something unless you don't unless you know about it you've got to be able to generate some material to have some knowledge to have some some ideas some associations and if you haven't got those things then you've not got if you like a sort of bag of possibilities inside your head and to get those things you've got to spend a lot of time looking looking observing closely cherishing kneeling down and looking carefully at dandelions and i've been tweeting about dandelions the last couple of days and a number of people have come to me and said they didn't actually re- and these are these are grown-ups in their 30s and 40s didn't realize that the yellow flower that you see is the same as the dandelion head with the little seeds on them they thought there were two different flowers didn't realize that one became the other so that's a good one word races so choose out something from nature a thistle maybe a nettle Um, so it could be a plant or it could be an animal an owl perhaps or a fox let's have a quick go at an owl um uh, um okay okay so owl hoot night feathery light wise eyes predatory curved beak sharp claws vicious talons glossy eyes mouse silent silently swooping like a ghost gliding swiftly spinning neck perched wild you see the interesting thing there is and you can you could hear it in We've almost got a person. Isn't that interesting? It was mm, almost yeah. there. If we spent a minute jotted very rapidly down all these thoughts without really thinking, because you can always get rid of bits, you've almost got a poem on the go there. Just a little bit of embellishment and weaving, and it's there. Let's try now a kenning. Now, kennings have always fascinate, fascinated me. They're a little bit like riddles. It, it, the Norse people had a way of naming things, and kenning means knowing. It's a slightly different way of knowing. It's a bit, as I say, it's like a riddle. It's a sort of magical awakening of a relationship between things. Um, for instance, the, the the easiest one is the um, uh, when they name their axes and swords, and they call them things like skull splitter or bone cruncher. Pass me my bone cruncher. Um, so a teaspoon could be an egg basher, and the sea the became the whale path or the swan's way that's magical isn't it the whale's path and i was thinking about that this morning i was looking at the blue sky and thinking okay the blue is the ocean so that is um a cloud ocean so the sky is a cloud ocean beowulf um who many children will know the story of beowulf he was a dragon slayer the wrist your wrist was called hawk's land because that's where the hawk landed your body was known as a bone house the sun was known as a word candle now well uh, yeah the world's candle now in order to do this what you've got to do is take an animal that you know well so if we take something like a cat or a dog or a fox or an owl or a snake something you know well now i know cats really really well and then think about things that they do like what do cats eat what do cats drink what do they spend their time doing and then see if you can come up with a kenning. So let's have a go, shall we, at cats. Okay. Are you ready, yeah. Russell? Yeah, I'm ready. Not called Russell, are you? <laughs> You're Ian. I've lost it already. Okay. <laughs> they love to drink milk. 
So I'm going to say milk lapper. I'm going to say fur cleaner. Sardine scoffer. Uh, flea catcher. You know the way they sort of knead their paws mm. and their little claws dig into you? I'm going to call it needle kneader. Okay. I'm going to say leg brusher. Soft purrer. Uh, back archer. Oh, that's a good one. Um, ah, <laughs> I can't think of anything. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So choose out an animal. You've got to know a dog would be a good one if you know about dogs or a hamster if you keep a hamster. But it's got to be something that you know about a cat, an owl, a fox, as I say. A snake would be uh, a good one. And see if you can come up with a kenning. So we've got two games there, Russell. We've got our word races. And if you're on your own, just spend a minute or two and write down as fast as you can everything that you know, everything that comes into your head. And that will give you some possibilities out of which you might create a poem later on. So we've got our word races and then the kennings, this special way of knowing. Think about what your animal can do, how it hunts, um, what it looks like. And then see if you can create something from that milk lapper, fur cleaner flea catcher, leg brusher, sardine, scoffer, needle kneader, soft purrer, and your last one was back archer, I think. Mm. Yeah. I think it's time for a few musical, uh, an interlude of some sort. Absolutely. Maybe yes, and plenty of shout-outs. They are amassing a plenty, I have to say. This is the perfect time, listeners, to play Mana Mana. Hi, I'm Robert McFarlane. I'm a writer and a caster of spells, and I wrote a book called The Lost Words, and you are listening to radioblogging.net. Oh, I can't wait for that. He's coming up soon on the show. Still to come, the fabulous Robert McFarlane. He's such a dude, I have to say. Uh, Rachel, good morning to you. Time for the shout-outs now. Ed Finch, coffee swirler, yoghurt dipper, egg skull smasher a tiny reservoir an out measurer how lovely thank you so much indeed hello to don birch as well listening with fran hello fran thank you very much got the laptop there with us playing there thank you so much for that picture emma caulfield thank you so much big shout out to holly b down south from auntie m up north excellent we get lots of those at the weekend as well it's lovely thank you antonia thank you good morning to you lovely to know that you're listening to us as well and thank you so much for all your lovely tweets hello to west jesmond primary school hello uh, if you enjoyed our work thank you so much that's really kind of you as well nicola van berkel hello good morning an australian good evening to you uh, i hope you are well and you are enjoying the show maria richards welcome back thank you so much happy monday lovely wishes as well that's so kind as well to uh reading force team as well good to have your company thank you so much for joining us coral rumble hello really excited about being on the show later this week yes miss wood is also with us morningside primary school good morning morningside primary school good to have your company and also a big hello to claire ian what do you have for us russell thank you very much indeed 13 minutes to 10 here on radioblogging.net good morning it's monday the 18th of may claire kilgore has been in touch huge excitement from team kilgore this morning for toby's favorite book the lost words toby would love a shout out to nanny who bought the book for him she's listening live we hope this morning for the first time thank you team radio blogging you are amazing well thank you claire for getting in touch arthur's been in touch hi radio blogging can i have a shout out for the aoa gang they know who they are i'm missing them lots so i thought this would be 
a good excuse to shout the group out. I'm pretty sure they will be listening today. Well, let's hope so. Uh, good morning, Miss Ryan. Thank you for getting in touch. Thank you, Radio Blogging. We listened every day so far. I'm in school today. I hope it goes well for you today, Ms. Ryan. Please say hello to Key Stage 2 in St. Bernadette's in Birmingham. Please also say hello to Charlotte, Joe and Neve, who should be listening at home with their dad. Also, Sonny has been in touch. A shout out for Douglas Dawson from Mallory's Junior School. They're on the email if you want to get in touch with us there. It's radioblogging at gmail.com. You can also click on the contact padlet, which is at the top of the page, contact radioblogging as Isabel has done this morning. Uh, I had an amazing birthday. Can I have a shout out, please? Yes, you can. Mrs. Collins, been in touch. Can you welcome my class to radio blogging class three at South Kilvington Primary School, North Yorkshire, who will hopefully be listening from their homes for the first time on Monday. We are really looking forward to the show as we did a project on the lost words last year. Amazing. You're in the right place. Emily, this is my favourite radio station ever. Thank you. Freya would like a shout out for her friends from Pensby primary school year three she's really missing them jack good morning shout out to 5s and miss shah the fabulous teacher that i cannot wait to see again and all my friends also india from pensby primary uh edith good morning edith lovely to hear from you thank you so much looking forward to another week of radio blogging mrs murrin shout out uh, as we cool down from the morning exercise here in Stone School, ready for radio blogging and the lost world. Uh, can I please have a shout out to me and my sister, Fionn, who do it every morning is the highlight of our day. Thank you, Sonny. Shout out, please, from Class 6F at Mallory's Junior School, listening for the first time. And also Freya, shout out for Bramley C of E Primary School, especially Millie, Daisy, George, Poppy, Alia and Lily May in Year 5 and Sefi in Year 3. Please do keep getting in touch this morning. We would love to hear from you. It is, of course, Lost Words Monday with Rob McFarlane. And to continue the show, it's over to Pi Corbett. Okay, fantastic. And Rob um, and anyone else who is new, we all need to be obviously on today's show right at the very top of the page. Where And then just below it says it's Lost Words Monday. And if you scroll down a little bit, we're very, very soon. We will be at the moment when Rob reads to us. But first of all, at the end of each program, we like to do uh, a, a little slot where children can record some of their writing. And we've got a, we had quite a few, I think, I'm right in saying, Russell. And you've chosen out a couple to get us going today from the last session we had, which was on Friday, where David Armand read to us from his unpublished book, Brand New Boy. Have you got a couple of brand new audios for us? I have. I have one brand new one and one who's already submitted a couple as well. Freddie, who is seven years old. Great one. Parrot fashion. I thought it would be a, a good idea to play football with the parrots. But they can't play football because they don't have the right feet. Their feet don't fit in the football boots. So instead they could sit and watch me kick the ball around the garden while they chatter to each other. So while I was playing football, the parrots decided to come in and eat cake and crisps. When I finished playing football, I noticed they were gone. I went inside and saw they had made a mess, so I tidied the mess up. I took the parrots to a zoo and they got to see the other animals and people. (laughs) 
not bad, eh? I loved that. Parrots don't have the right feet to play football. <laughs> I thought it was really great. I mean, they scooted off inside and scoffed the cake. Oh, uh, yeah. Lovely stuff. Well read. Well read. Lovely and clear. It's important when you're performing to get the each word crystal clear so that the listener can hear it well done have you got another for us i have indeed and listeners don't forget you can re-record if you're not happy with your work you can play it back listen to it a couple of times share it with someone have a listen to it again re-record it and then only when you hit the submit button do we actually get it to approve so you can spend loads of time on this holly and i know this is being buffed and polished beautifully First, I thought the budgies would be a good idea to help Dad cope with his stress. But now, I think something fishy is going on. Dad seemed great at first. He loved the budgies and he even named each one. But then, I came home from school one day and the cage door was open. Dad had been fired from work and wasn't feeling great. In fact, he was getting very stressed out. A few weeks ago, I spoke to Mum and she suggested getting some kind of pet. I knew Dad was allergic to fur and had a fear of snakes, so I decided budgies would be a suitable pet. I have quite a few friends who have budgies as pets. Liz, she has eight. Let's not go into all that detail though. With a wad of cash clutched in my hand, I picked out three budgies at the pet shop and some essential items. Once I had arrived home, balancing the bird cage on my elbow, I showed Dad them and he thought they were lovely. He named each one and set the cage up in the far corner of the living room. Everything was going so well. Dad seemed to be in a cheery mood more often and he grew to love the budgies. But then everything went wrong, horribly wrong. I was walking home from school with some of my friends, but once I eventually arrived home, I noticed the door to the bird cage was hanging wide open. Neither Dad nor the budgies were in sight. Had everything for me. It was just yeah, absolutely. suspense, everything. Yeah, and it flowed nicely, didn't it? It was like, which well, just like listening to somebody reading from a novel. I, lo- I love the, the wad of cash clutched in my hand and everything went wrong, horribly wrong. <laughs> that sort of emphasis, the repetition there. That was superb. Beautifully read too, wasn't it? Absolutely. Well done, Holly. Yeah, yeah fantastic stuff. We'll, we'll look at that at the end so other people can have a go. Um, and if yours wasn't read out, it's there and it will always be there as part of the show. So I think it's time now that we heard from Rob uh, reading from Lost Words. And I think I'm right in saying that he introduces first of all the books and then goes through three or four poems. Hello, everyone. I'm, I'm Robert McFarlane and I am a writer and I wrote a book that you might possibly have, have met at school or in your home called The Lost Words, a spell book. And I, I made that book with the artist Jackie Morris, who is an absolute magician of the brush and who lives in the last house in the very west of Wales, where she lives with wolves and um, eagle owls and, 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 and she can fly. I mean, she's basically a sorcerer. I'm not, I just move the words around. But anyway, I do that and I make spells and I try to make conjuring summoning spells for for animals and plants uh, and flowers, uh, trees that that might be slipping from our language and that you might not notice until you've made a spell that conjures them. So I thought I'd start by reading you some of these spells. And the first spell I'm going to read you is a spell for the, the heron. And this one... This reading of it is for Toby. Heron. 
Here hunts heron, here haunts heron, huge hinged heron, grey winged weapon, eked from iron and reeked from blue and beaked with steel, heron, statue, seeks eel, rock still at weirsill, stone still at weirsill, dead still at weirsill, still, still at weirsill, until Eelless at Weirsill, Heron magically unstatues. Out of the water creeks, long legs, Heron, old priest, Heron, from here on in, all sticks and planks and rubber bands, all clanks and clicks and rusty squeaks. Now Heron hauls himself into flight, early aviator, heavy freighter, and with steady wingbeats boosts his way through evening light to roost. I'm going to read you a kingfisher spell. And kingfishers, as you probably know, are those absurdly brightly coloured little birds that flash down to swipe fish from the water. And they look as though they belong in jungles, but actually they hang out in little brooks, like the one that runs along the back of Sainsbury's near me, where there's a shopping trolley in the water, but also sometimes perching on it, a kingfisher. So here's a kingfisher spell for you. Kingfisher, the colour giver, fire bringer, flame flicker, rivers quiver, ink black bill, orange throat and a quick blue back gleaming feather stream. Neat and still it sits on the snag of a stick until with gold flare, wing fan, whip crack, the kingfisher, zingfisher, singfisher, flashes down too fast to follow, quick and quicker carves its hollow in the water, slings its arrow, super swift to swallow, stickle back or shrimp or minnow. Halcyon is its other name, also ripple, karma, water, nester, evening angler, weather, teller, rain, bringer, and rainbow bird that sets the stream alight with burn and glitter. I'm going to read you next an otter spell. And otters, well, they're basically animals made of water, I think. They are the most fluid, fluent, riverish animals I know and I wanted to write a spell that tumbled and turned and flowed like otters do. So this is an otter spell to conjure otters and it works. People have read it out at the side of rivers and then seen their first ever otters. I know because they've written to tell me about it but here goes otter a bit of a tongue twister. Otter enters river without falter. What a supple slider out of halt and into water. This shape shift as a sheer breath taker, a sure heart stopper. But you'll only ever spot a shadow flutter, bubbles skein, and never, almost never, actual otter. This swift swimmer's a silver miner. With trout its oar, it bores each black pool deep and deeper, delves up current steep and steeper, turns the water inside out, then inside outer. Ever dreamed of being otter, that utter underwater thunderbolter, that shimmering twister? Run to the riverbank, otter dreamer, slip your skin and change your matter, pour your outer being into otter and enter now as otter without falter into water. Hi, I'm Robert McFarlane. I'm a writer and a caster of spells and I wrote a book called The Lost Words and you are listening to radioblogging.net. I just had to take a break there for a second because my it's intense, amazingly intense. There's still um, a dandelion to come, listeners, so don't worry there. Pike, you enjoying that? I think it's wonderful. I, in my excitement, I forgot to explain if people aren't familiar with what we're doing. Hmm. Just above where it says Activity 1, there's an orange box that says Rob McFarlane Response. 
and if you click on there a padlet comes up and in order to give uh, rob a response um just click on that pink blob in the bottom right hand corner up comes what looks like a post-it and where it says title put your name and then just drop the cursor down and we like to give our authors a response what we liked uh, any images any particular words or phrases how it was read um, what it meant to us we give them a response and already uh, there's uh, a good dozen up there and Rob, if you're looking at the moment, every now and then you've got to go to the very top of the page where it says radioblogging.net. Look to the right and you'll see a semicircle with an arrow. Just refresh the page and new things come up um, there. So, yes. Wow. Oh, no. Dandelion. Now. I, I, just amazing. He's got to be the only person, the fellow at Cambridge University, going to be the only fellow there who's casting spells. I just love it. Mm-hmm. But, oh, we just had to break for just a second. Here's Dandelion. I'm going to read you now a dandelion spell and i think all of you will know dandelions they're everywhere they're those little suns that light up the lawn and the football field in spring and they're those fluffy seed heads that you blow to tell the time and see how many puffs it takes you to blow all the seeds off like blowing out the candles on a birthday cake and they're wonderful things they're incredibly important flowers though people call them weeds they they feed the bees that come out first at each spring, groggy and hungry, and they need food. And there's dandelion for them, an early blooming plant. So never, ever dismiss dandelions, whatever your parents tell you, if they don't like them because they're weeds, because they're wonder plants. And here's a spell in praise of them. Dandelion. Dazzle me, little son of the grass, and spin me tiny time machine. Tick, tock sun clock thistle and dock now no longer known as don de leon lion's tooth or wind blow tick tock sun clock nettle and dock evening glow milk witch or parachute so let new names take and root thrive and grow tick tock sun clock rattle and dock I would make you some names such as Bane of Lawn Perfectionists or Fallen Star of the Football Pitch or Scatter Seed, but never would I call you only, merely, simply Weed. Tick, tock, sun, clock, clover and dock. Hi, I'm Robert McFarlane. I'm a writer and a caster of spells and I wrote a book called The Lost Words and you are listening to radioblogging.net. Well, that was a fantastic reading, wasn't it? Thanks ever so much, Rob. And um, we've already got lots and lots of responses up on the Padlet. Alice, I like the way that you said the poems are called spells. Yes, they are. I mean, you've said it's like nature is magic. And yes, it is. It is when you know it, when you can name it. And it is so interesting that we've talked a lot about the importance of naming things, the importance of knowing things. Uh, a lot of the children have got the book or know the book well because it's very popular, of course, in schools. And um, if you haven't got it, it, it would be a fabulous um, birthday present. It is a very, very beautiful book. So do check that one out. Well, once we've given Rob a response up on the Padlet there, so just click on that orange box, you rectangle, and you go in and there's that big Padlet and then go to the blob, the pink blob in the bottom right-hand corner, click on that, and up comes what looks like a post-it. Fill your post-it in with your response. Be strict with yourself. Re-read it to double-check it says what you want it to say. Be fussy with those capitals and full stops. We've got lots of lovely 
responses there. Fran getting very excited there. I have that book. The Kingfisher is one of my favorites. I love that one as well. Bit of a tongue twister, though. Love it. Yes. Rob's obviously really, really practiced reading them aloud because he varies the pace. Uh, and they're not easy to read because he's really playing with the language as he goes along. Right, folks, if you come out of that, and I know Rob will be really interested to see what you, to read what you put. Now we come down a little bit and we see a beautiful padlet that says descriptive writing, similes, metaphors and kennings. Now on there, there is actually a hair. So just underneath it, it says click here to view the padlet full screen. And if we do that, we can see it absolutely full screen. And this is where we um, now spend some time generating ideas. Now, these could be similes with like or it, or as, um, or we might have some metaphors where we just miss out the like or as and say the dandelion is a tiny sun flickering or the dandelion is uh, a lion's mane. Or we use the image as an adjective, the lion's maned dandelion nods in the breeze so we've got the dandelions there we've got um the dandelions when they've got those seed heads you've got those leaves the dandelion leaves uh, there we've got the hair with those huge ears and we've got the goldfinches as well and if you can think of a kenning so um you've got the hair for instance uh, and i know they do a lot of sort of leaping and bounding um, so we might have long-eared bounder, for instance, or long-legged leaper, and that's a kenning about the hair. So we need to get some ideas up in here. Same process. Find the pink blob with the plus mark. Click on that. Up comes your post-it. It says title. Put your name in there. And then I'm just going to put long-legged uh, um hyphen leaper long-legged leaper uh, that will do me and then i'm going to click somewhere else on the image and it says awaiting approval and deputy mitchell now will be reading hundreds of these as they come up so think carefully you don't have to get a whole sentence um but see if you can get a little image a simile with like or as a metaphor or indeed try out a kenning have a go at that. And while we're doing that, Russell, I think we do need probably a little bit of uh, music of some sort, just while children are doing some writing now. Absolutely. And in contrast to that gentleness, here's something really fraught and exciting. It's Mission Impossible. You have 60 seconds. Get those padlets cooking, guys. Hello, my name is Anthony Horowitz. I'm the author of the Alex Ryder books, and you are listening to radioblogging.net. Wow, our site's on fire today. Thank you so much indeed. Shout-outs coming your way now. Sammy Jane, hello. We've got this book in school and the children love it. I'm not at all surprised. Uh, Rachel, this is the most tweets we've had out of you in the morning. Bless you. She's absolutely loving uh, the show. Uh, uh, Rob reads so beautifully. I'm absolutely in love with his poetry. It's just a real pleasure. Still to come is a brilliant interview with him. Do not go anywhere. Uh, Raffaella, hello to you. Thank you so much indeed for your tweets. It's lovely to hear from him. Lovely photograph from Claire there just stunning uh, with the just the excitement of young people enjoying this poetry this is just brilliant because you kind of think poetry mm, but this has really captured the hearts and minds of lots of our listeners thank you so much ian what do you have for us 
Russell, thank you very much indeed. Izzy, listening in from the first for the first time from Cambridge. Shout out to Park Street School. Ned, good morning to you. Thank you for getting in touch. Kirat, can I please have a, sh- have a shout out? Absolutely, you can. Mrs. Heathcock, good morning to you. Can I have a shout out for year four, Carmount Side Primary in Abbey Holton, Stoke-on-Trent. We are starting to use your fabulous blog. We are amazing. Hope you're enjoying it this morning. Neve, can I have a shout out for Gwen at South Kilvington C of E Primary School? David, hello, I live in Reading in the UK, which is about one hour from the capital in London. Uh, can I have a shout out, please? Started listening ra- listening to radio blogging a few weeks ago. I love this station. I think it's like BBC Radio 4, but for children, highly recommended. Well, that's praise indeed. Thank you very much indeed. Lorcan and Grace listening with their dad in Fibsborough, Dublin, fabulous. Look at that. International. First time really enjoying it. Freya, shout out to Dizzy the dog, um, who sadly passed away. That's unfortunate, but we I'm sure you will miss him. Um, but thank you for your message this morning and our condolences to you. Marcus, can I have a shout out for South Kilvington CV Primary School? Absolutely you can. Harry. Please can I have a shout out for Full Hill Primary in Aberdeen, Scotland. Absolutely, you can. Also, comments been coming through this morning as well. And you can just leave a comment at the bottom of the show page and we will read those out. Sachin and Jack have been in touch this morning, as has Sophie. They got in early this morning before the show even started. Super excited. CJ as well um, as about words that have dropped out of the English dictionary. It certainly is such a great show this morning. It really is. Olivia, good morning to you. Can't wait to get started. Ted as well and Bethany and Harriet thank you for getting in touch this morning also Julia uh, would like a shout out to Dolphins class no problem at all Alexandra is listening this morning as is Eliza who's really been enjoying radio blogging thank you so much Lucy is having a good time enjoying the show this morning as is uh, Bethany as well. Thank you so much. Otter is my favourite poem in the whole book. Uh, and indeed, uh, we had a message from Toby. Thank you for dedicating the Heron poem to me. I love your spells. Mummy is in tears. What a lovely way to pause and move on with the show. And to do that at 10 minutes past 10 this morning, it's over to Pi Corbett. Sorry, I was I just, yes, taken up by that. Um, I think that's uh, that's... A really lovely, lovely thing. Um, okay, so I'm looking at that Padlet, and I know, Rob, that you're with us. Uh, we can see the writing going on there, uh, and I've just got to refresh the page um, uh, so that we can see what's going on. Uh, oh, my goodness. Uh, I, I love that moment. I'll never, it's a bit like when you open a book, and I always sniff the book, but I love opening books. Uh, and I love it when we are, I open the padlet, long twitching ears. Oh, Arthur, look at that. Nutbuster, tree climber, branch scuttler. Great one. We've got a squirrel on the go there. Fantastic work, Arthur. You've got some lovely kennings there. Seba, goldfinch, gliding like an angel. You can turn that into a kenning. Angel glider. Bingo, Seba. You've got it. Absolutely. Uh, Sebastian, goldfinches are fast-moving stars. Wonderful idea. Freddy, silent stalker, vicious eater, jungle climber, victim, prayer, angry hunter. Freddy again. This is maybe a different Freddy. It says nine years old. Bamboo chomper, forest wanderer, furry cuddler, clawing climber. Can you guess my animal? Um, uh, 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 Somebody called Dandelion. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I know that's the title of what you've written, but just brainstorming those ideas. Great stuff. Fluffy, yellow, spiky, beautiful, floating, magical parachute. 
Matilda, the hare jumped in the sky like an owl swooping down to catch a worm. Lots and lots of uh, absolutely fantastic um, ideas. Douglas, high, happy hopper. Um, Sachin, the thorn weeds fluttered in the autumn breeze. Uh, Chloe, in there with your long twitching ears. Freya, bright-eyed bouncer, long-leap burrower, dandelion eater. Sam, the micro sun. Dandelion is the feeder of early waking bees. Fantastic language. Lucy, long-taloned reaper. Rosie, green field hogger, small curl lover. Really playing with the language here. I think it's time that we heard Rob's interview, which I thought was absolutely fascinating. Now, folks, when you listen to the interview, go back into the Rob McFarlane response padlet and jot down anything that you picked up, because this is rich with ideas. And he explains how he writes the poems. So take very good note of this. All done, Russ. Robert, I'm just a little bit in love with this. My goodness. Um, even when you're... Thank you so much. I was just... I'm just... Uh, I, I just I'm, I'm breathless. I'm breathless with excitement. So even when you're describing the trolley at the back of Sainsbury's, I thought, you've started. He started early. He didn't introduce... And that is just the meandering through the introduction. And you, you, you are such a wordsmith. You're... You do it naturally. You have an amazing talent. I'm not familiar with your work. I so need to be. I'm remissful in my neglect of this. You are stunning. You are so <laughs> so brilliant. I have to say, it just just. Oh. And I was also, you know, when uh, when Pi said, you know, he sends me off, go off and interview these brilliant folks, and he's good. I was thinking perhaps a bit of Latin in there, a Wingata Leviosa or something like that, <laughs> you know, a spell or something like that. Nothing at all, J.K. ish in this. Um, an amazing select. I haven't stopped talking yet. An amazing riverish. <laughs> I, I, that new word. I'm so looking that up. Um, you're very passionate about your words. What's happening to words that children use at the moment? Where are we on that landscape? Well, that. Uh, thank you. First of all, lovely to hear all that. And um, I do love language. I've always, I've always loved it. Mm. I love the way it ties your tongue in knots, and and but also runs off your tongue like a river sometimes. And mm. um, children, children. Uh, are incredible language makers. Uh, they 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 come up with new names for things all the time. They're completely natural with it. They're also naturals at nature. So mm, to those two things together make make children the most amazing kind of speakers of, of of the wild world around us. But this book, The Lost Words, came about in the first instance because in 2007 a new edition of the Oxford Junior Dictionary came out, and um, a, a sharp-eyed reader noticed that they'd um, excluded. A number of very common nature words, dandelion, uh, otter, kingfisher, conquer, bluebell, among them. And in their place had come words like broadband and chat room and um, a block graph, this kind of thing. Uh, MP3 player, well, that's gone the way of all flesh as well. But uh, so this uh, it wasn't the dictionary's fault. I wasn't angry with the dictionary. Um, it, it's sort of all of our fault, really, because we'd, we'd stopped using these words. Children had stopped using them in their stories and their songs and their, their speech. And when we stop naming things, we, we quite often stop seeing them. And, and when we stop seeing them, we stop loving them as well. So Jackie and I wanted to write a spell book that, that, that brought the words back into mm. children's um, uh, stories. 
And that's a product of the testing system, isn't it? Because they want it. Here's a set of words we're going to test you on whether you have the capability of learning them and using them in language. And so that we can define the test, we don't want you using words like riverish because we can't <laughs> assess that word. And and I think that's the problem. And this is where we are at uh, with radio blogging. This mm. is about the creativity with language. You are so in tune with us. Why haven't I spoken to you before? I have to say, <laughs> you should have been the first guest on the show. It's taken us th 37 shows to get round to you. Um, <laughs> I, I love it. Um, some top tips, because you write so beautifully and quite naturally, and I expect it would be quite hard for you to explain how that happens, but young folk aspire, no doubt, to be able to write in the way that you have just read to us. How do they go about it, Rob? Well, uh, the first thing says you, children, you've already got it. Like it's all there. It's it's right on the tip of your tongue. You've just got to to let it out and then nudge it into a kind of of order. You are, you know, you're you're wonder noughts. You're you're not astronauts. You you move in a world of of, of wonder and you see things and your tongue um, speaks them into 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 wild and wondrous being and without you even trying. So you've got a huge advantage on 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 the grown ups. Um, how to do it? Well, I do a lot of spell casting with 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 young children. I go into primary schools um, and we we all cast spells together. So the first thing you might do, if you wanted to to write a spell uh, is to um is to is to come up with the name of what you want to conjure so maybe it's sparrow or maybe it's goldfinch or maybe it's the tree at the end of your garden and then the what i do is actually i spell in in another way so i literally spell out the words down down the side of the page so um you you, you wouldn't have been able to hear it really but each of those was a spell in the sense that it was an acrostic it spelt out the name of the thing, um, Kingfisher and Otter, O-T-T-E-R. Those were the first letters of, of the lines. And once you've got that, it's a bit of a help because it starts each of your, your spell lines because you know what letter you've got to start with. But then maybe on another piece of paper or in a notebook or something, just jot down a word cloud, a word torrent, a word river, let it rip, just throw down every word you can possibly think of to do with your, your subject, your tree, your, your bird, your creature. Um, um, adverbs, verbs, adjectives, everything, anything, nouns, colours, throw them all down into a rich broth and let that stew in your mind. And then think, what is it that makes that tree, tree? What is it that makes the otter, ottery? Um, watch some videos about them, uh, read about them, talk to your parents, if your parents have ever seen them, seen an otter in the wild or in a zoo, and say, what was it, what, what do they do? What, what makes an otter an otter? And that's what you're trying to get to, is that is that essence of otter, that essence of dandelion. And then just play, play with sound. Let sounds tumble over one another and clash into one another. Speak it out loud, even if you're only a part way through, you've written one line, speak it aloud to yourself and often the next one will, will follow wonderfully and break rules. Make up a word, riverish. I'd never said the word riverish before our interview today, but there it is. Russell likes it and so do I now, but you can do it. You don't need to follow rules language doesn't you see i like that that's the kind of creativity that is so important to right now for well-being and uh, mental health and uh, and also for uh, problem solving you know why is the tree um swaying in the you know those kind of things you're yes. asking questions questioning there i've not heard before good questioning oh well well uh, trees ask questions of us as well i mean i uh, there's a there's a couple of trees i have regular conversations with um and just go and ask them you know how that how they're getting on i mean what 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 is it like to see like a tree this is something i think about a lot i'll never find absolute answers from it trees have different time to us they keep it in their 
in their rings and they, they, they tell it in their leaves and in the, in the way they grow. They see things at different speeds. An oak tree takes, a really old oak tree takes about 300 years to grow, 300 years to be alive in its fullest form and then 300 years to die. Um, and then it's got another thousand years of decaying into the forest floor. That's that's nearly a, a, a 2,000 year lifespan for a, for an oak as it as it gives life back to the world even after it's died what must that feel like so you could always ask a, a strange question of a tree or mm. a, an animal and see what answers you get as you as you write about it love it love it um notebooks sir how do you write all your ideas mm. down what do you collect you've got a satchel i just imagine you're <laughs> a fabulous a lovely cambridge satchel really something in a i'm thinking i have to think it's going to be a cerise or a, a or a, a remove it's it's not going to be ordinary it's going to be bright and very exciting how do you collect all these ideas rob oh that's uh, that's a lovely thought i think you you think of me as more colorful and, and uh, eccentric than i possibly am but um uh, one of the poets i love reading edward thomas uh, who lived about 100 years ago, he specially tailored the pockets of his jacket so that they were bigger and more capacious so he could stuff them with all the, the nuts and the leaves and the bits of fruit and the stones that he found when he was out walking. Um, well, I haven't quite done that, but that's a bit like my notebooks. I, I, I throw down um, single words, but I also pick up bits of leaf. I pick up feathers. I'm looking at on my desk here ahead of me. I've got a huge buzzard feather that I tucked in a notebook when I was out walking and then brought it back and now it's on my it's on my desk um uh, and and but 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 words and fragments and images I've always collected them like like a magpie I don't worry too much about putting them in order but I just I just kind of catch them anything that glitters I pick up and take off to my nest of a notebook so I have lots and lots of notebooks and some of them are for writing songs and some of them are for writing spells and some of them are for writing much longer books. But yes, notebooks really, really important. And what a lovely moment it is when you open a new notebook and it's all potential, it's all blank page. And uh, and, and you're going to fill that with with your finds. You're, you're the magpie. Beautiful. Um, have the, uh, just as uh, just an aside, have the Oxford English Dictionary Junior Edition popped those words back in now? <laughs> uh, they, they, they haven't um, yet. Yeah. But... But we, you know, the, the, the lost words ended up um, striking a chord with the country and uh, there were crowdfunding campaigns were launched. Uh, first of all, uh, the every primary school in Scotland, nearly £30,000 was raised by a, a bus driver from Midlothian uh, to put a copy into every primary school in Scotland. And then that was followed across Wales and across England. And we now have, uh, there's now a copy being donated to every primary school in uh, uh, around two thirds of of, of uh, England, Scotland, uh, and Wales, mm. and so uh, it 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 we now we know that there are children um, all around the country who are now using those words. So they 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 should go back in because they're in use again, and it's yes. wonderful to see them circulating. Wow, you're doing sterling work. Congratulations, brilliant! You've got a new fan here. You are so on my Christmas <laughs> card list. I absolutely <laughs> love what I've heard you put a smile on my face and i've really enjoyed it rob thanks for joining us oh well thank you russ thanks for making me smile too bye folks hi i'm robert mcfarlane i'm a writer and a caster of spells and i read a book called the lost words and you are listening to radioblogging.net he's at the top of his game isn't he pi i thought that was fantastic that interview was so rich uh, with thought and um one of the bits i loved was the, the bit about talking to trees 
and um and then he started talking about raising questions and asking questions strange questions of things like trees and sparrows and that began to remind me of blake's tiger where he talks to the tiger he asks questions what immortal hand or eye could frame thy fearful symmetry he's talking to the tiger so we could write questions and talk to a tree how did you get those leaves how did your skin, your bark become so rough and look like an elephant's hide? I think we did questioning the other day. We might have done it on Friday. I can't remember. The Padlets have gone absolutely berserk. I don't think we've ever had so many uh, responses. Um, so that is a rich, rich. Uh, oh, look, Max, super sniffing detective. Arthur, cud cruncher, grass muncher, milk maker. You're onto a cow there. I know you are. Uh, Jessica, the long-winged angel. I'd love to spend so much time. I'm going to read all of these. These are absolutely fantastic. And folks, they prepare us for activity too, which if you just scroll down, you will see the live writing session with David and Pi. And um, this is where we now uh, have an image of an owl and we have an image of a fox. And what we're going to try and do is to create an acrostic. And um, an acrostic is where you, uh, well, I tell you what, it, because we're tight on time, let's create the acrostic in activity three. I'll introduce that in activity three. I think what we need to do is what Rob said, bang down some words, phrases, kennings, simile, similes, image. So we've got the owl. And if you want to raise questions as well, that would be good. So let's go for a sort of free form um, getting down of questions what questions would you ask of the owl 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 why do you glide so silently late at night a uh, fox fox why do you slyly creep between the trees hugging close to the ground so ask questions create similes like as create metaphors create kennings let's get these going and i'll show you in a moment Thank you very much, David. I can see it says, Owl, Owl, why do you glide so slightly late at night? And what happens is you put your sentence up. You should be creating them now and I will respond to them. David, anything to say about how they create their sentences here? Yes. Again, this is um, something we've used quite a lot now. So a lot of our listeners are used to using uh, this resource. It's called Jotcast for the teachers who are listening. Um, and I get to control everything in the window. So I can approve these as they come through. So nothing can get through without me reading it first. All we ask the children to do, or adults as well, if you're listening, is you can add your name in the name box. And and you can then write what you want to write and send it in. Um, and that obviously means I can approve that to be uh, put through. And uh, Pi, what Pi normally does, he will give some feedback on these sentences and then we can improve them and try again. So it is quick fire, uh, very fast paced. Adults, if you are listening and you want to join in, what we'd love you to do is, and you'll see a few regulars doing this, is that if you want to suggest any improvements or congratulate children on something, please do that. And I will see these come through and approve those too to give some feedback. That'd be fantastic. So Pi, over to you. Yeah, great stuff, David. Well, we've already got Sachin coming in. I love that idea. You've got, you've got the tiger, tiger. You've caught the repetition there. I love the idea, Sachin, of the lost planet eyes. Um, I don't think you need the thy, I just because that's very, very old-fashioned. I'd just go for your owl, owl. Where did you get your lost planet eyes? That get, you could tweak that, Sachin. Where did you find your lost planet eyes? I don't know. Have a look at that. Eliza, owl, owl, why do you hunt for a hunted creature? Um, 
that sounds a little odd eliza you've got hunt and hunted there a wondering about haunted creature that's what popped into my mind but you've got yourself off to a good start owl and fox why do you kill innocent rabbits let's get a bit more descriptive in there ned now you've got yourself going silent owl why do your wings whisper beating in the night love it um, bethany now carry it on knee fox fox why do you walk so slyly see if you can now build up some description have a go at a kenning maybe an image a simile owl owl what do you see over the skies and the key i love that idea of the key that's an unusual one there fox fox why are you a midnight creeper now beck you've got in there midnight creeper that of course is a kenning just pop a little hyphen in there uh, and we're in business fox oh fox why do you slink through trees in the middle of the night lovely one uh, now add in some more description going closely into the fox you've got the eyes you've got the tail you've got the colors see if you can get a little kenning or two mrs pierce fox do you notice me hiding in the leaves and then she's come back at bethany saying love the wings that whisper izzy owl owl why do you sneak up on your prey now keep it going wolf wolf why do you hunt in a pack from izzy lily fox fox why do you sneak around chloe owl owl why do your eyes twinkle so mischievously can you get a little image in there for the eyes um chloe and build on that sunny silently swooping swaying in the wind love the way you picked up on the alliteration that um uh, particularly i noticed in the heron rob's heron poem guest owl owl how do you glide in the moonlight yeah good question how millie owl owl where why have you got such button like eyes button eyes you don't need the word like there millie you could just go button eyes or button eyed owl you could do it like that uh, if you have a look at it millie your teacher would be saying to you capital full stop i know freya oh owl why are eyes so wide open owl wide so i like the sounds in there eliza fox fox why do you keep on the wrong side of love that's a very interesting idea eliza knee fox fox why are you so beautifully rusty red it's almost as if the fox has caught the rust off iron kirat dog dog why do you wag your tail every time i pick up a twig <laughs> i love that one antonia keep get into the description now you've got your starts get into a second line fox fox why do you prowl so silently uh, rachel why do you swoop so stealthily upon unsuspecting mice poor gerald yes indeed neve why do you prowl and creep whilst we're asleep i like that neve you've got the fox you've got the creep and the asleep and you're listening to those sounds and if it makes sense run with it that rhyme oh glorious owl why why are your hoot so soulful i like that idea of the soulful as large as mrs kilgore eyes as large as plants or planets mrs kilgore are we being strict enough i think you need to get toby and um bethany to check that one for you sam fox fox why do you sneak so silently through the flowing grass love that flowing grass it sounds as if it's flowing nicola owl owl how do you sharp your razor talons razor talons hyphenate it bingo you've got a kenning there mrs kilgore lewis remember your question mark <laughs> jack davy owl owl why are your wings so neatly patterned i wonder what the patterns look like can you get a simile in there to add to that ted owl owl why do you get how where do you get your smooth feathered wings mm. jocelyn why are you nocturnal why do you come out at night yes beck why are your eyes so piercing 
Wolf, wolf, why do you howl at the moon? It's that sound in the howl that sounds like a howl, Ava, beautifully done. We have hundreds. It's going absolutely berserk on here. I bet Deputy Mitchell is finding it hard to keep up. Folks, we are at half past. We need to leave that. Now, the idea of the Jockcast is we warm up on the Jockcast and then we come to activity three. So come out um, and come out of the jock cast go down to activity three that says acrostics mesostics and kennings and this is the final task this is where you move into the blogging and you get it up on the blog and then you can record and we can hear some of these at the beginning of tomorrow tomorrow we have a very beautiful reading by roger robinson who won the t.s Eliot prize um and uh coral rumble who will be reading some of her great poems now, folks, I want you to look at the very top uh, here. It says acrostics, mesostics and kennings. And you should all be in that one. Now, Rob was talking about this. If you look at the first three lines, this is all about ivy. And you can see the first line starts with an I. The second line starts with a V. And the third line starts with a Y. That is an acrostic. But what I didn't do was write down IVY and then try and write. Because that leads to... Um, well, it becomes such a constraint that you, you, you'll find it very hard to do. So what I did, first of all, is I took a leaf out of Rob's book and did exactly what he said. Now, we have ivy all over our walls uh, where I live, and it's a bit of a nuisance because it gets in between the stones and then it moves the stones, etc. Um, but what I did was I went and I looked at the ivy very, very carefully and I made some notes about what it looks like. For instance, the leaf shape is a sort of almost a heart shape. And then the, the, the leaves have all got little veins like little maps or roads on them. So I made my notes. I then went on the Internet. I put in ivy and found out more information. And I did a sort of he called it a word storm, a sort of big collection, a word cloud of ideas, lots and lots of ideas. And I was just playing. I was going for images. I was thinking of the Kennings. I was thinking of metaphors. I was using all my senses. Then I took those ideas and I started thinking, I, what word can I use to start it off that starts with an I? And that's how I got Ivy insinuated between stones sprawled across the wall. I already had the word veins down because of the leaf. So I just just nudged the words, I think he said, around. And I got my second line, veins stretched through shiny heart leaves, green gripper, because ivy clings on. And why yearning ivy clings with tiny hair? So that's my acrostic. So I brainstormed, first of all, then I nudged it into the pattern. Now, the second one is called a mesostic. It's rather like the acrostic, but it's freer and in a way it's easier. So I did a big brainstorm. And this one, expert growler, cat prowler, mud roller, park stroller, bone cruncher, stick muncher, fire snoozer, big bruiser, moon barker, lamppost marker, tail wagged, wagger, sausage snagger. Now for this one, I just played around creating some kennings, but I have got the word dog and I hid it in the middle. So mud, snooze, wag, and you'll see the D-O-G. That's a little easier. Now, they don't have to be um, Kennings. I could have just done an ordinary brainstorm. And it's easier, really, because you're just looking. If you're doing a dog, you're looking for a word with a D in, another one with an O, another one with a G. And then you build around 
uh, that running down the page. The last one is also a mesostic. It's about a bat. Flitter, flickering, ash black, cave dweller, midge chaser, dusk hunter. So we've got an acrostic, a mesostic, and I mucked around playing about with the Kennings. This is a big challenge, folks. You're really going to have to work hard at this. I would love to see some examples of Kennings in there because this is a new aspect of the writing that we've been working on. Russell, I am absolutely exhausted. Um, we have had so much on the um, on the padlets. Mm -hmm. David, if people want to record... Obviously, they blog, but below that, we've got the perform your writing. What is there to say about that? Yes, well, the the Padlet there can be used. We've used it today for inputting our writing. And uh, the great thing about Padlet is we can we can use all sorts of things with it. Mm. And when you create your new post-it note and you click on the three dots, the ellipsis that will appear on the blank post-it note, you get a whole host of different options. And the one we want you to look at is the one that says voice. And then we can use that Padlet to record your voice. Um, above the Padlet, you will see there is a player. And in that little player, our instructions it's about 30 seconds long tells you exactly what to do um, it's really simple follow those instructions and you can practice first your audio you can read it through you can practice in front of the mirror you can do it and listen back to it and then you click uh, save when you are ready to send it through and we love it here when we get to see these or hear these throughout the day today and we'll get them published later on and then russell uh, uses them in his studio to turn them around and put them into the show it's a great way to open tomorrow's show so it's about being brave have a go practice and uh, use that expression that you've been working on and uh, we love hearing these don't we Pi? Absolutely. They're very, very special. Uh, we've had a, a fantastic day. I mean, how many words on the Padlet have you had, David? Do you have you any idea? Uh, well, I don't know about the Padlets. Um, right. We've had, I think, 4,000 words in the Jotcast there, which is impressive because we were doing short, sharp uh, sentences, which was great. The yeah. Padlets, I've never seen it, it like that. I've still got some to publish. So if you can't see yours, it will be done in the next... 15 minutes or so um, but yes it was it was uh, unprecedented it was really yeah. really good well thanks ever so much to rob mcfarlane and to jackie morris the wonderful illustrator of this um if jackie's listening i'm going to be in touch because jackie and i did some work together jackie's written a wonderful book about dragons and i have dragon plans up my sleeve uh, that may well involve jackie if she's up for it uh, Russell, tomorrow we've got the great Roger Robinson, a lovely mm -hmm. reading of um, uh, one of his poems and Coral Rumble. And then uh, Jazz Binder, mm -hmm. Bilal, Asher and the Spirit Bird, a marvellous book that won the Costa Prize for children. Then we go on to Christopher Edge and we're ending the week with Anthony Horowitz. Isn't it great? Absolutely great. Shout outs coming in just a second. Hello, I'm Cressida Cow, and I'm the author and illustrator of the How to Train Your Dragon books and the Wizards of Once series, and I'm the Waterstones Children's Laureate, and you are listening to radioblogging.net. 
Yes, um, we've got her. She's in the can, listeners. You'll just have to wait for her. Excellent. Uh, Shout-outs, Mrs. Algrani. Thank you so much indeed for joining us as well. Fantastic to hear Rog McFarlane read from his book. Absolutely couldn't agree. Raffaella, thank you so much indeed. Claire, hello, Robert. Thank you for your wonderful poetry and for bringing nature alive for children. Toby really does seem to seek herons out on walks. How lovely is that? And I think we have just so touched a brand new audience today. Thank you so much for listening. Ian, what have you got finally for us? Russell, thank you very much indeed. Ben's been in touch this morning. I want a big shout out to Woolenwick Infant and Nursery School who are listening live this morning, also to the children and families in the school community. Uh, they did a project on the book this morning. Thank you very much indeed for getting in touch. Wilfred, that was amazing. Loved every minute of it. I know it was incredible this morning, wasn't it? Totally, totally absorbed by the whole thing. Lorraine, our good friend Lorraine Harrison says, hooray for the interview with Rob McFarlane. Let's have fun with language again. Let children play about with any kind of language, standard English dialect, accents. They can name them all as they play. That way we extend and then nail down the learning. Thank you, radio blogging. Well, thank you so much for getting in touch this morning. Thank you very much indeed. I also had a few comments I just want to rattle through before we uh, finish, just to give people a name check. Uh, Benjamin, good morning to you. Also, Kosi. Hi, everyone. Good morning. Thank you for getting in touch. Daria has been in touch this morning. Also, Rayan. Also, Jua. Haven't heard of this book before. Can't wait to hear the beginning of it. Hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Absolutely superb. Can't wait to have a look at that. Isla, this morning, my dad has the book Lost Words. Uh, So thank you so much indeed. Holly, good morning to you. Also, Lewis and Devon, another week of radio blogging begins rebecca from brunel class got in touch as well as did lily as well this morning thank you ted for wanting a shout out for lionel primary school absolutely no problem samantha from uh, freddie and finney cochran in guernsey in the channel islands luca has been in touch this morning as has William uh, in Bolton. Thank you very much indeed. Ollie, good morning to you. Thank you so much for getting in touch. Also, uh, Lucia and Dean has been in touch this morning for P56 and Mrs. Eltringham from Scale Morley Primary School. Wonderful to hear from you. Matilda, first time listener, Tilly in Suffolk from Barney and North Cove Primary, listening with her mum who is doing her work as an English teacher as well and also her spaniel Lyra. You get kingfishers in your garden sometimes. Fabulous. Thank you so much for sharing that. It brings it all to life, doesn't it? Um, Ashton, good morning to you. Thank you very much indeed. Lacey Louise, love you doing radio blogging. It is amazing. Frank's been in touch as well, as has Felix, who has really, really enjoyed the show. Tara's been in touch, as has Sam and Tim as well. Uh, And also Lucas and Neve from Osbaston School. India's been in touch as well. So many people have loved the show. And we can absolutely see why it's 18 minutes to 11. Russell, over to you to close the show. Thanks very much indeed. Uh, Some comments from uh, David. You want a shout out for some teachers? That's right. Yes. Just a f- uh, one final point from me is that remember the the task Pi has set you to create your blog post for anyone listening for children and adults. These blog posts are approved first before they go onto the site. And if you want to see them, the tab at the top in the menu that says listeners posts, you can head there. But what we really would like, and this is for children and for adults as well, is once you click on somebody's blog post to read it, please leave them a comment. The children love to get comments 
Uh, we love them too. These are also approved first by the team. Uh, we have some volunteers who do leave some comments routinely every day who come in and leave some comments. If you are interested in doing that for us, sparing five minutes a day, please get in touch with the show um, at Radio Blogging on Twitter or radioblogging at gmail.com and uh, I'll be in touch with you with, some, with a bit of guidance on that. Uh, but we'd love that because it really does uh, make a difference to the children. So yes, do get in touch. Yes, uh, over to you. Brilliant. Thanks a lot, David. Very important that as well. And thank you so much. Oh, also, hello to Ed Finch, who's a first-time listener today and uh, a brilliant conference organiser, brilliant contributor. Thanks very much, Ed. Good to hear from you. This is what we do. We've been doing this every day since the 23rd of March. Thank you so much for staying a little longer today. We're, we're just bursting at the seams. We've had our biggest single listening audience today and the most posts on the website. Thank you so much, Eddie. There's so much more great stuff to come from this week. And because you've stayed for so long, and if you're missing school, here's this one. Time to go now for Breaky Poo's time. Thanks so much for hanging on in there. It's been a brilliant show. Thank you to Rob McFarlane. I'm just a little bit in love with your poetry, sir. And just brilliant to hear from you. Thanks very much to the whole team. Uh, we are back tomorrow at 9.30. The whole show will be available to listen again to in just a few minutes. Until then, catch you at 9.30 tomorrow. It's a cracking week. You won't want to miss a single day. Welcome to Radio Blogging, daily shows with interactive activities to keep everyone busy and engaged. Brought to you by Pi Corbett, David Mitchell, Ian Rocky, and Russell Prue. Just listen and blog. It's live, fun, and interactive. And with new educational tasks every day, just head over to radioblogging.net to listen and find out more.